1: Smith punches this through the covers, I'll get two here, and they'll win the series 3-0. The summer of domination from Australia continues, and the West Indies haven't fired a shot. Australia win by eight wickets. What a performance by the home side. Well there you go, Australia completing its fastest ever ODI chase against the West Indies at Marnica after dismissing the visitors for 86 in the 25th over. The Aussies needed less than seven overs to chase it down. Tim, what are your thoughts, please? It makes the Test match loss even worse, watching (laughs) how bad the West
0: Indies were, Brent. Do you agree?
1: Yeah, no. Well, yeah, absolutely. I
0: mean, we've knocked them off with half a team in 25 overs. What I did take out of it, and I know he's in the rundown, but how good was the first ten overs of our batting? Oh, sublime. He is. Well, Inglis was superb as well, but Jake Fraser-McGurk is box office. Isn't you he cannot watched? not watch when he is batting, and I know we've had some chats around Weatherald and selection and banging the door down this week, but God, it's got to be hard for them not to pick him purely for entertainment value. I'd be pushing him through as quickly as I possibly could, even into the creams, I think, Brent, at some stage. And I know Ricky touched on that during the week that he's, he has. He's got a similar story, a similar feel to him to, to David Warner. And sometimes, I've, I said it last week with it on a Tasmanian level or domestic level, sometimes when you get talent like that, you've just got to push it through and fast track it. So he is next level and when he's on TV you cannot stop watching and all I was thinking the other night when he was going berserk was can you imagine when Glenn Maxwell's in that team with him or Mitchell Marsh like it's going to be one of the most entertaining teams dare I say it ever assembled that's a big batting line up the batting line mate it is it is box office every ball there is something happening something extraordinary something so skillful that you just don't you just don't see it every day I was fixated and I've seen a lot of cricket, a lot of cricket. And he is entertainment and that's what we want.
1: How long has he been on your radar for? When did the name Jake Fraser mcgurk come on your radar? Because we know he's been around domestic cricket for a little while. But when did you think, gee, this guy's got some X factor and something different to everyone else? I, I first heard
0: of him when he was probably 15 or 16 and he was... He was highly spoken of in, in underage circles, but you always have a lot of guys coming through underage cricket who are highly spoken about. But I think he he debuted maybe even... I think it was at the MCG and he got a 50 in his first innings of shield cricket and he played some shots that day. And I thought he had clearly had some talent. Um, but I think there was probably the worry in the last few years, was he was he ever going to realise it? And I think the move for him, for whatever reason, the move to South Australia is... Has worked for him. He seems to have matured really quickly. Um, he played an extraordinary innings against Tasmania this year, where he got 130 off about 28 balls. Um, and from there, he's just gone from strength to strength. And his big bash this year was, I uh, wouldn't. It wasn't amazing, but again, he just did things in 60s and 70s that everyone I think was thinking, "Gee, this boy can really, really play." And when he was interviewed and when he was walking out to bat and when he was running between the wickets, he's just got that bit of it, it factor about him, I reckon, and he's he's incredibly watchable and he's incredibly likeable and he's got superstar written all over him.
1: Speaking of superstars written all over him, Xavier Bartlett has made a, a stunning start to the ODI series. Um, what sort of ceiling does he have moving forward?
0: Yeah, again, I think he's... A, he's test cricketer in the making there's no doubt about that he just needs to get the opportunity and obviously our test attack and a our, our one-day attack at full strength he's still not there but all you can do when you are uh, highlighted as a potential international cricketer is when you get your opportunities take it and he's certainly done that albeit against a pretty ordinary west indies team but i think the type of bowler he is as i said Um, on Monday on air. He's a bit taller and he's a bit quicker than you think. He swings the ball in any conditions. And I heard Steve Smith talk about him during the week saying he remembered facing him in the Gabba Nets three or four years ago and thought, gee, this kid presents a beautiful scene. Um, And we saw that firsthand against the West Indies in games one and three where he was our best bowler in both those games he played.
1: Let's go to domestic cricket. The Tasmanian Tigers absolutely firing Ooh. in the Sheffield Shield, defeating the Bulls. Uh, thanks to a superb 10 for our guest later in the show, Gabe Bell, and a captain's knock for our man, Jordan Silk, as well. We are flying, Timmy. We are flying, and and
0: probably surprisingly, Brent, would you say? I oh, know we spoke about it before the start of the year and thought, we both thought, I certainly did, thought that we would struggle, um, certainly with the loss of a couple of really key bowlers. Um and probably Ben McDermott in that middle order. But we've covered them. We've found they've been really clever with their selection, picking the three all-rounders and having lots of bowling options for Jordan Silk to throw at. Batting lineups. work. We've taken 20 wickets a lot, um, and we're sitting clear on top of the ladder. And I think even, and I saw in the paper during the week, they spoke about this inner belief that they had. I think that's built as the season's gone on. I don't think even they thought they'd be sitting where they are right now in the Sheffield Shield, but... Talking to Silky during the week, there is a great feeling around the group. There's that real inner belief and something special is brewing. And I think when you get on a roll like they are at the moment, you can be really hard to beat. And I thought one of the key pieces to us going even further in the shield for the rest of this year is Caleb Jewell. And it was good to see him get some runs in a one-day game. I know it's a different format, but he'll take confidence from that. And I think when he kicks into gear, we'll be even harder to beat in the shield.
1: And if that wasn't enough, Tim, we smashed them as well in the Marsh Cup game. They won by five wickets, the Tigers, with 23 overs remaining, if you don't mind. Caleb Jewell, 61. He made him player of the match, of course. And the Bulls bowled out for just 150.
0: Yeah, and Ian Carlyle,
1: again and he's
0: probably his second or third game taking three for as well. So again it's the same as the Shield. It looks like now we're starting to build some real depth. We've spoken a lot about Jake Weatherall not getting game. He played in the one in the one day, but he can't get a game in the Shield. We've got Riley Meredith on the sidelines and so guys like Ian Carlyle getting opportunity, Mitch Owens getting opportunity, Brad Hope's getting opportunity. Uh, even Charlie Wakem's a bit older, but he probably wouldn't have been seeing himself playing a lot of cricket at the start of the year. He got an opportunity and he's taken it. Uh, Jake Doran's not getting a game in our one-day team. So all of a sudden from 12 months ago, we're building some real depth and we've got some really good players who actually aren't getting a game in both our Shield and our one-day team. And that's a sign of a team that's playing well, uh, a team that's winning um, and it bodes well for the rest of the season when you've got talent on the sidelines ready to come in if needed.
1: And you teased us with this, uh, might have been on Monday or last week, that... Nikki Chowdhury was about to re-sign with the Hurricanes for three seasons and that's exactly what has happened, Tim. A big signing after a, a breakout campaign. Yeah, I did hear that and I didn't want to let it slip because it wasn't really my
0: place to, Brent. But um, what's interesting yes, it about is, it...
1: You're in the media now, pal. If you've got information, you share it.
0: Well, it's more how you come across that information, Brent, isn't it? And as a an assistant coach, I have some eyes on some... Things that were probably sent out to Big Bash teams on who'd been re-signed in that embargo period. So for me to spruik that on SEN probably wasn't the right thing to do. But what is interesting, well, you did though, didn't you? He did. No, I just told you, and you, you didn't. Broke, run the, with code. It. You broke the code. Oh, Splinters Costello didn't run with it. <laughs> but what's interesting is Brenny obviously had a big spread in the Mercury last week and spoke about the importance of playing shield cricket and having a state contract, and that was important in his decision making. So. Making, sorry, so interesting to see the end of this season have the tigers or will the tigers sign him to a state deal, or have they already
1: you'd think so you'd think so wouldn't you you would sign him well we've talked about this I'd give him I'd give him a one or two year deal, yeah, but surely if he signed with the hurricanes, do you think he's signed a, a shield deal as well or not? Well,
0: that would be my thinking going off what he said in the paper. Mm.
1: I have no
0: line of sight on it. I haven't heard anyone speak about him signing a state contract with Tasmania, but he made it clear that that's what he wanted to do. That was a part of his decision-making on where he'd be playing his big bash cricket. So if we're putting two and two together, Brent, it equals four.
1: It does indeed. You are listening to SEN Tazzy Breakfast, powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and Land Pride attachments. The Harcourts open line is open. Tim, is anything coming through for us this morning? Yeah, mainly texting?
0: around the uh, app at the moment, Brent. So thanks for everyone texting us through, letting us know that the app is up and firing. Uh, David's come on and said I would, if my app wasn't listening, it wasn't working. I would listen on the AM band, but Hutchie has paid for the worst reception on the AM band. He must be paying Brent too much. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, what else me. have we yeah. got? Yeah, there's a bit going on, Brent. We'll have to work through it. Tell David, oh, who's been very text happy this morning, to maybe update <laughs> his app. Hmm, okay. That's a mistake. Okay. Interesting. Um, another Interesting. one here is Tim coaching at the strikers next season. Cheers, Andrew. Yes, I am. I'll be back at the strike force and we'll be going two steps further next year.
1: That's locked in, is it, Tim? You're back to Adelaide, are you?
0: Yes, I uh, have a two-year deal there, Brent, so...
1: Okay, interesting. No worries. Why is that? Good. I I couldn't remember what you'd signed. I I couldn't remember what you signed for if it was one or two. So it just means we'll be off air again for six weeks while you go and do your thing, I suppose. You can thank me for that later if you like. We've got to get to the news. We're very, very late, but get us on the Harcourt's open line this morning. Harcourt's more than just real estate professionals, 1300 1533, or text us 0437 552 535. Maddie Reid from Taz Racing will join us after this.